everybody, and welcome to What's Up With That, Bro? This is the podcast where we're uh, watching Lost backwards from the last episode to the first episode with Chad. And he's never seen Lost before. Uh, there's a lot of things that I've never seen before, but Lost is one of them. And I'm uh, the one of your bros on the show, AJ, so welcome. This week we are considering the season premiere of season five of Lost, which is entitled Because You Left. So despite discord among uh, survivors of the Oceanic Six... Jack and Ben urge them to return to the island to save those left behind. Those on the island come under attack by unknown forces. And that's our general yeah. lead into the episodes. Every single time that you read the episode synopsis, I always think to myself, I should offer AJ to hold it so that he can talk directly into the microphone. I think I need, like, stroke medicine. Every time I read these intros, there's always, like, weird breakups. <laughs> it's, it's not about your pronunciation. It's the fact that you're talking like this, like, sideways <laughs> towards the mic. Uh, and it's just like, I should help him out with that. And I never remember <laughs> the next time we record. Wow. And I just watch you do it again. I'm like, God damn it, Chad. No, it, it's fine. I try to, like, get up on the mic and then stare at the thing. So, no, I, I, like, if I do that... That, then yeah. you're faced directly into the microphone. You're right. You're right. This yeah, because when you I'm... hold it in your hand yourself, the microphone's in your way, so you have to turn sideways. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you're sort of... But if Chad right. holds it right in front of your face, then it's, it works. That works. Yeah, yeah I'm holding it like that. at a direct yeah. angle with the microphone. We'll do, so, we'll um, do that. Once again, <laughs> uh, this is another How the Sausage Gets Me. Yeah. Episode, <laughs> yeah, so if you guys are wondering what's going on, don't worry about it. <laughs> we got a lot going on this week in the episode. Yeah. In case you guys uh, missed all those episodes where we talked about other podcasts that we feel like we should do. <laughs> yeah, we're right it's up in here. a throwback. Yeah. So come on, get your sausage time in. <laughs> oh, that's, there you go. No, that's a t-shirt. <laughs> get your sausage time in. There you go. Perfect. So we're considering season five, episode one. Overall, what did you guys think about yeah. this? Yeah, we, we've, we've done it. We've made it through the first... We've made it! Our first two, which is the last two uh, seasons. Like we made it. <laughs> we made so it. Far, we've come <laughs> I can't believe we did like two full seasons. Yeah, yeah, no, we did two full seasons, and the show is still confused. <laughs> <laughs> also, I, 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 I was telling David, like, I know every time when we're doing this, I have to say that I don't watch Lost except for the times where I have to watch it for the show. Right. But I kind of want to go back and watch the rest of season five again just to see if everything matches up. Because one of the one of the things that they did with this episode no. is they gave you little snippets of scenes that you would see later in the season. They didn't go, uh, you know, full Rashomon with anything. <laughs> but there was a bunch of things where it's just like, oh... Uh, I remember when that happened, and I remember when this happened. So it's uh-huh. like, it's almost like this episode was half a trailer for the rest <laughs> of the season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could definitely see that. It was very, it was a lot of fun to see that scene in this premiere um, pop up with Locke. Uh, I guess we'll get into it more later, but mm-hmm. but yeah, it was it was kind of it was kind of neat. I kind of like how they did that, but always even at that point, I don't even feel they might. Or they, maybe they had, like, a general broad strokes for the season kind of right. mapped out. And then, like, they just kind of did that. But, yeah, it's so strange to kind of see forethought because a lot of the stuff, either it pays off or it doesn't. Or they just, like, leave, you know, whatever mm. fruit rotting on the jungle floor or whatever the <laughs> idea was supposed to be. Right. You know, because there's a lot of things that we don't see come back. Kind of the stuff that we talked about, like, the uh, the other outrigger that's shooting at them. I don't think we have a definitive answer for that. No. Mm-hmm. And then, like, there's a few other things, too, but... Yeah, kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a fun premiere. It felt like a weird premiere, no? Yeah, like, it did. Like, it didn't feel premiere Like, there wasn't enough pomp and circumstance for the characters. I think what makes it, what made it really uh, hit as a as a premiere originally is a lot of these things that we saw, that we, we see later on and see, like, the explanation for and the context for. If this was the first time you saw that... Then and we like, were going in the correct order. Right, in the correct order, then it would be all very intriguing. Like, oh, what, what, what do you mean... That uh, why is Faraday down in this hole with uh with Pierre Chang and how does uh Ricardus why is he talking to John like he's already talked to him in the future? <laughs> What's right. going on? I don't know what this is, but we already know what this is. So it's like yeah, we already know everything. Special. Yeah, yeah. So we are essentially the uh, the Doctor Manhattan of this yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> the the only scene that I was watching where I felt like okay. This is something where, like, this is all new. Was uh, Sun and Widmore yeah. at the airport 
uh, where we did get some new information to contextualize some other stuff. Uh, Sun told Widmore that, uh, you know, they both want to kill Ben Linus. Huh. So it's like, oh, maybe that's where the gun is from. Mm. Yeah, that the pictures of uh, Ben and Jack working together. Yeah, that that makes sense in that method. Like, because it doesn't it doesn't get explained, right? I mean, any other way, we can kind of surmise this, but... Yeah, no, that was definitely one of those, uh, they left it to the viewers to connect the dots. I like mm-hmm. that. I kind of like that. Like, I know it's, it leaves it a little more open-ended, mm-hmm. but it also is kind of fun to think that it was... It was Widmore. But why would Widmore offer this gun? Uh, yeah, I guess if you're trying to hide the, the item, you'd hide it in chocolate or whatever. But yeah, it was, it was very strange. He could have had the same effect with just like a regular package. Because like yeah. that guy comes to the door with like package. Like he doesn't come yeah. to the door with like a box of chocolates, right? Because I mean, if they had gotten intercepted at any point for yeah. someone who was looking for a gun, they'd notice, oh, this, uh, this box of chocolates weighs four pounds. Yeah. And- there's and, a gun rattling around inside yeah, of it. And when I shake it, that doesn't <laughs> sound like chocolates. Yeah. Sounds like a gun. Yeah, a bullet just shot out of it. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I know it's a show, but yeah. you're not putting that, that UPS package like on one of those, you know, airplane conveyor belt things that, that has the X-ray machine oh, yeah. on it or whatever. Even if you were doing that, that wouldn't help at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, chocolate does not uh, uh, screw up x-ray Ooh. machines. Maybe yeah. the chocolate is there as, like, a bribe to whoever <laughs> is, like, scanning it. Like, okay, I'll let the gun through. I'm taking the chocolate. I'll be I'll be completely honest with you guys. If I was working TSA and I saw <laughs> a chocolate box with a gun, I'd be okay with taking the chocolate as a bribe. <laughs> like, you look, you seem fine. You seem fine. Just go right ahead. Yeah. I feel like the best case scenario would be, like, oh, we're just going to confiscate all of this. <laughs> now it's my get... chocolate and my gun. <laughs> It's like, how was work today, honey? It was great. Mm-hmm. I got a, I got a box of chocolates and a gun. Yeah. yeah, I got all those things. So there's actually like a TSA Instagram where like they show oh, yeah. all kinds of loot that they get from people. Oh my god, I'm gonna subscribe to that. Yeah, like there's a hand grenade. I remember one time. Holy shit! Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. So, so oh, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Kate, she she brought her gun out when she was packing up to leave. That doesn't come into play ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, it's it's a real, it's like a reverse Chekhov's gun, yeah. whatever. I'm so happy with knowing that term. I think I've been saying it <laughs> yeah, all night. You've been saying it all night. <laughs> if you guys, for the listener, before this, we were Vokex watching the episode. Gun? Did you say what? Vokex? Vokex? That would be Chekhov's backwards, right? <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Okay. All right, there you go. Reverse Chekhov's gun. Vokex. Boom. Kex gun. Yeah, I think I've been <laughs> saying it all night tonight. <laughs> No, it's a good term. The proper yeah. term. Bokex. 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 I don't know. Kovacs. <laughs> that's not a real thing. That's that's the name of the. That that would, that would be uh, the name backwards in the non-traditional sense of the term backwards. Where people <laughs> mean I mixed letters up. Yeah. And I, it's just like that's not that's not how backwards works. Yeah. That's not how backwards works. So it's like an anagram. It's yeah. like an anagram. But you've seen people say that, right? Like yeah. you've read that. Yeah. yeah. You mean the Chekhov's gun thing? Or? No. Uh, when they say, like, it's a word backwards, I'm like, that's that's not how <laughs> you write backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's so strange. We see we see Kate with her gun, and this is just another thing that informs us as viewers as to Kate's character. She's a runner. Like, uh, we've seen her run. She's She's been a wanted criminal for, you know, some of the season that we've seen her in season six and stuff. But yeah, and the, the sideways reality. Mm-hmm. So, like, Kate and then is, as a child, she was a shoplifter. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, she was, yeah, but Kate, Kate's overall deal is she's just a runner. Like, whenever things get tough or crazy or fucked up, then she usually just bolts. Yeah, she just grabs her gun and her envelope full of cash. Yeah, like, that's gotta be, child. <laughs> that's gotta be the thing that helps her sleep at night. Like, <laughs> she just goes like, of cash and a baby? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, where's all my money, where's my cash, and where's my gun? Alright, we're good. Other than that, she's just kind of like pacing back and forth, like drinking coffee or whatever. <laughs> just waiting. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Yeah, they're coming for me. That's gotta be a that's gotta be a terrible way to live. Yeah. I mean, maybe you can push it down for the most of your, you know, for whatever existence you have. But like in the back of your mind, like shit's gonna pop off eventually, so yeah. you're prepared for it. I I mean, in a way, I guess it's a good thing. But in, a, in another way, it just seems so like. <laughs> You're like you're in the prison stressful. of your own. Yeah, it's stressful. You're in the prison of your own mind. Yeah, like, that's kind of like what anxiety is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you guys heard it. Anxiety is kind of like 
and not having a gun and a stack of cash and a baby to move real quick. It's like constantly trying to be prepared for something that you're not prepared for. Yeah. How do you guys feel about that? Do you guys feel like you're pretty well prepared just in general in life? No. I find myself woefully unprepared even for things that I know are coming. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Like, I'm such a... I don't know. I don't know if that's like telling of our generation or maybe something else. Who knows? But yeah, it's just, it's just like I'm winging shit left and right. <laughs> like it's a very much like, yeah. oh, let's figure I it think out. Even when I am prepared, I feel like I'm not prepared. Yeah. So I'm constantly just scared and anxious. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. So uh, one of the reasons why I'd said that I want to watch all of this stuff mm-hmm. in the season again is I feel like not everything lined up correctly. When we see uh, Locke's body... In the funeral home before they load it up into, what is what was it? A carpet van. Yeah, the carpet van. Jack is like fully bearded up. <laughs> and I feel like he did not have that beard when Locke went to talk to him. Oh, yeah, well, I think I remember. Like, I know he was clean shaven when uh, he was in the butcher shop. Right. But I feel like when Locke was talking to him, he wasn't uh, fully bearded. I think he was just unshaven. It was oh. like a, I think we even talked about it. It was like a five o'clock shadow. Yeah, he, he definitely seemed drunk or out of it yeah. on the hills or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we specifically mentioned how it's like the five o'clock shadow was TV shorthand for this mm-hmm. guy uh, is not taking care of himself. Right. That just means that in that time between when Locke talked to him and when Locke died, he had enough time to grow a beard. Although I think that might have been a day or two later. Yeah, he was really <laughs> not same taking week. care of himself. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Jack just grows beards really quickly. Okay, how about this? Jack has access to all kinds of hormone treatments. Maybe the drugs, the opiates or whatever he was taking just wasn't meeting that I need to escape myself. So he just took a bunch of hormones to grow his beard (laughs) faster in the course of 48 hours. Just getting jacked up on testosterone. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. just him like getting angry. jacked up. (laughs) (laughs) Jacked up. Just him rage... Jack getting jacked up, just rage punching a wall because they messed up his order at like you know some place he was trying to get a chicken sandwich at. Uh, what are we gonna do about you, Jack? Jack. 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 You guys can't see it at home, but for the listener, we are shaking our fists violently at the heavens. <laughs> yeah, we get a lot of interesting team ups this time around that kind of carry us into the next episode. We see Saeed and Hurley kind of together. This is before he gets his like you know before he gets darted up. Yeah. Um, Saeed gives Hurley a little bit of information. He says, if you run into Ben, whatever he tells you to do, do the opposite. We see that kind of play out in the next episode. Um, but When he says, don't throw that hot pocket at me, and then yeah. Hurley throws a hot pocket at him. Yeah. Ben, has, he communicates that with his eyes. Right? <laughs> it's just like those those very serious eyes. Like, you saw them dart to the hot pocket, and then <laughs> him shake his head, and then Hurley threw out threw a hot pocket. Yeah, I, I think it was... Also, the opposite of coming with him would be going to the police. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's always a... Always a solid plan there, but yeah, that was that was kind of interesting. A dude gets fucking killed by means of steak knives in a yeah. dishwasher in this episode. Like he just, <laughs> like I knew as soon as those knives came out, I was like, oh, someone's gonna die. I've never owned a dishwasher. Right. I don't know about you guys, but is that how that works? Do you do you clean your knives and you point them straight up? No, that's very dangerous. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be the opposite direction of where you want your knives pointed. Yeah, yeah, because like you're opening up the thing and it's just right there for also. Like, you don't know, maybe your dishwasher might overflow and there would be soapy water on the ground. You know what that is? That's slippery. <laughs> oh, shit. You know what you don't want to have pointing upwards when you're on a slippery surface? Knives. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah. Also, when it's time to unload the dishwasher, there's nowhere to grab those knives except by the blade. Yeah. 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 So. And uh, the thing is, it's like. Even if you're trying to very carefully pick out a knife yeah. and you're just like, I'm not going to cut myself on this knife, even though I'm grabbing the blade, because I understand how blades work. Right. There's a bunch of other blades surrounding that blade. So close together. Yeah. They're, they're all so goddamn yeah. close. Is this standard like safe house procedure? Like, well, before you leave, put all the knives in the uh, dishwasher. You know how to put them. Yeah. In. Well, you just have to when you're when you're a professional killer like Saeed, like everything <laughs> you do has to be prepared to be used as a weapon. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that's why. Much. That's why the pan was not in the dishwasher. Yeah. The pan was in the drying rack, so that it's more easy to use to brain somebody <laughs> with. Good God. The I don't know. I 
it's so that's so bizarre like i was half expecting with all that shit going on in that safe house like for him to like find a can of raid and just start shooting it with like some matches you know mm-hmm. rorschach style <laughs> i'm heavy on the watchman uh references tonight you guys yeah probably because i just watched the watchman <laughs> so if anybody's wondering who's watching the watchman it's me aj's watching the watchman not rogue one yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's it was on Cinemax or something like just <laughs> by random, and they're like, "Oh no, it was on HBO," and then I just happened to catch it. Wait, so. wait, out of curiosity, which uh, uh, premium cable packages are you with? Oh, I, uh, I work for the company, so you just get all of them. I get everything except for pay per view and Playboy. Oh, okay. I was gonna ask, did you get uh, Spice Channel? Oh, do they still have the Spice Channel? I don't know if they still have the Spice Channel. They, I have no they idea. Might. Yeah, I, I just I remember that was a very big part of my childhood. <laughs> like, well, not. Not the channel itself, but no, just the squiggly line. Yeah, exactly. The... <laughs> that you would use to Oh, watch. I thought you were going to say, oh, not not the channel. Spice, the thing made by the sandworms. <laughs> Spice, the uh, popular the drug. In... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, everybody knows them. There's Baby and Sporty. Yeah, Posh. <laughs> scary. Uh, scary. Ginger. I he, Ginger. I, I don't think it. a lot of people know, but I think the Spice Girls kind of started the Spice Channel, right? And then they thought it was going to be something totally different, so they backed out <laughs> in the end, and they were like, oh, we can't support this. Yeah, right. I think they, they invested heavily into it and made a lot of money, but they didn't actually want to be involved publicly. That's right, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Spice Girls, please don't sue us. Just like uh, <laughs> uh, the farmer who uh, was like, oh, I'd like to own a restaurant, and then this clown wandered in and said, like, oh, I know exactly how we should start doing things. <laughs> That's exactly how that worked. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, was, it was old McDonald. Yeah, isn't, isn't that what the movie The Founder is all about? <laughs> yeah, about a clown just, you know, getting He's a his... clown and a farmer at war. That's right. <laughs> just getting his... Uh, I want to see that. I know it's on Netflix. Uh, we're, we're getting off track here. Yeah. But I want to see The Founder. So uh, if you've seen The t- Founder tweet to AJ whether or not he should watch it, and if he gets um, one person saying he should watch it, he will watch it immediately. I will watch it immediately, at least the first 10 minutes before I go to work. He's going to queue it up. <laughs> on his TV at home and he's just waiting for the tweet so, so he can hit play. He's going to watch it Rogue One style. <laughs> yeah, please. Ten minutes at a time before I go to work. Yeah. And then maybe never completing <laughs> the whole thing. It's the same ten minutes every day. <laughs> just the first opening ten minutes of the founder. That's, that's, that would be, that would that's be my the worst that's version of Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way out of it too. Like I'm not going to wake up as a four-star general <laughs> like Tom Cruise did. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so um, so guys, tweet yeah. at me. If you want me to watch The Founder, I totally will. I, I kind of might anyway, but for the sake of this, I'll say I won't until I get the tweet. So. <laughs> it's one of those Behind the Sausage episodes. <laughs> Behind the Sausage <laughs> sounds like a really, really shitty VH1 bio special. Yeah, that does. That sounds like, that sounds, that sounds awesome. <laughs> So, Next on VH1, Behind the Sausage, the Oscar Mayer story. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, so in like, uh, I guess it's the, the first scene of the episode is pretty extended because it's got uh, Pierre Chang waking up and feeding his baby, baby Miles, and going to work and then getting interrupted during his video and then going down into the tunnel thing at the Orchid. But uh, at the end of that scene, after we see Faraday and like the, the construction foreman guy, He's they're talking about time travel and how stupid it is. And he's like, oh, it's anything we're going to go back in time and kill Hitler? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Chad, the, all the stuff we've been talking about going back in time and killing baby Hitler throughout the, this series of our show has been a subtle reference to this moment. Yeah, we've we've both been waiting we've for We've been spoiling you, you since basically <laughs> the first episode. And you didn't even know it. I did not know it. <laughs> it, was like, such, it seems like a throwaway line, but it really wasn't. We're, we're I totally thought that every time we mentioned... Going back in time and killing baby Hitler. Yeah. That was totally organic. <laughs> <laughs> Little did you know yeah. that the two of us were plotting. Yeah, so now you look like a real ass. <laughs> I'm just glad that this is an audio podcast, so you can't see what I look like. But you can tell I sound like an asshole. <laughs> uh, uh, it's kind of fun. We see Pierre Chang shooting the video, but he's going by some weird name. Yeah, Marvin Candle. Marvin Candle, which is very different than pierre chang yeah why do you think that he would call himself marvin candle <laughs> do you have any theories do we have any theories on that Ooh. like what what is what is the deal with the name 
What do you think, Dave? Um, I would say, like, oh, he wants to be, like, anonymous or whatever. Like, he doesn't want people to know that it's him. Like, he's the only Asian guy <laughs> in the Dharma Initiative. And if this is an introduction video for people at the Arrow Station, I would assume at some point they would have met. I maybe they wouldn't necessarily meet him. They'd probably see him walking around with yeah. his lab coat. This is yeah, yeah. On it. Based on that, like, you would think he would use his real name because people are calling him Chang. Unless... They recorded this video for posterity, like after they're done, whatever. But, and what the hell? Like, why would you need to record a video for people? Well, I guess, yeah, I guess there's there's probably different ones coming on and off the island. Or it shouldn't be. I would imagine there shouldn't be people just constantly coming and going. But yeah, it's mostly just people coming. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It feels like like the Dharma Initiative just, like, they bring people on and they all tie in the island. And, like, nobody ever knows. (laughs) Like, oh, my dad, like, went to go do a job, and then we never saw him again. Yeah. But, I don't know, it just seems kind of strange. There are a lot of people coming, though. <laughs> Maybe Marvin Candle was the name that he went by when he was actually thinking, like, I'm going to be a jazz musician when I go. <laughs> oh, yeah. I need I need a stage name, Pierre Chang, that's not catchy <laughs> enough. Why would you say jazz musician? Uh, because he loves jazz he music. He loves jazz. He, does he? I yeah. fucking totally slept on that fact. Like, that's the reason why Miles is named Miles. Yeah. It's after Miles Davis. That's why, like, the first thing he did in the morning when he got up, he played, he put a, he put a record on. That was like Willie Nelson, yeah. though. Famous jazz musician. Famous <laughs> jazz musician, <laughs> Willie Nelson. It all makes sense, you guys. <laughs> right? That's right. Is it, is it yeah. Miles named after Miles Davis? Or is that the fact that I invented? I feel like that's... I feel like that was stated on the show. Yeah. It's probably been no. stated. It sounds familiar. I think it's his mom, because I think during that conversation they have in the van, Pierre Chang says, no, I'm more of a country guy, right? Oh. That no. happened, right? Oh, maybe his mom is a jazz person. I think I think we've all just been, like, implanted with a memory <laughs> from the past. <laughs> yeah, we just got incepted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we kind of see... We see an Inception thing happening with, with Daniel today, right? So is Lost yeah. responsible for the concept of what Inception became like, later? The Inception of uh, Desmond. <laughs> yeah, the Inception of Desmond, who remembers years later. That's another thing, too. Why Why three years later? Why is that time here recalled? I mean, I know that's a big part of the show when all the events right. are popping out. But is there... Do they ever point to a specific um, reason? No. It's just, yeah, I think it's convenient for the plot because it's not like, like a real-time thing because uh, Faraday and them, they've only been, since the time everyone got on that helicopter and left to that moment, it's only been like a day, right? It's, With all those flash, the flashes, right? It's been it a just day. Happened, the first flash happened. Oh, you know what? It's strange because there's a title card that pops up. Like, uh, it says three years later, and then they show him in bed with Penny, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, for him, it's been three years since... Since he left. Since he left. But for them, it's only been like a day. So, so it shouldn't be that way. Right. Logically. Right. So it should be immediately after, like, he... Like, right after he, they leave, right? Yeah. Like, while he's on the boat with, with Jack and them talking about them lying, that's when he should basically be having this memory. So I guess besides story convenience is there any other reason why they would they would shoot it ahead three years where he like he only remembers i remember now three years yeah. later I that's because to... he's got to go on his mission that has to coincide with everybody coming back to the island oh oh okay all right that that that's fine yeah. i guess that that makes kind of that kind of makes some sense i guess they didn't want to have an episode that was him spending three years trying to find faraday's mom yeah yeah like imagine if he had imagine how frustrating that would be to watch him like try and find <laughs> somebody for three years like yeah that would have been that would have been a little bit of a tough one yeah also if he had remembered it right then when they were all on the boat with him he'd just be like okay let's turn the boat around <laughs> he's like yeah uh guys we gotta go get those other guys yeah they're skipping through time i guess it wouldn't help those the, the island was gone yeah so that's another thing I, I don't know if they touched on this previously or whatever we seen they have to move the island the island moves through time and space is that yeah. what's happening I think from what we learned at the the lamppost, like the island normally moves through space, and now it's also moving through time. Although oh. yeah, they yeah they get to do both, but yeah. Oh okay, okay, well, that's that's convenient. You know, just it's just <laughs> this whole episode is just me relearning what we already know yeah. about the show. <laughs> so it's another weird thing is like when the first flash happens, right? And they all go time traveling and lock. Wait a minute. Yeah, maybe the reason why it happened why uh it's three years later desmond is able to remember it is three years later is when Locke unstucks the oh, the wheel. oh. yeah I've, that's probably not true at all 
that's a pretty good theory if it hasn't yeah. been confirmed because that's pretty dope. No, that's not the hell because they were part of the Dharma Initiative for three years. Oh. Locke turns the wheel like a, a day or two after this moment we just saw. Oh, that's right. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Okay. No, no, okay. but uh, isn't he turning the... No, he's not turning the wheel in modern times because uh, it's before the hole got dug. Yeah. So for him, it's... Because I, I thought 70? that no. he was uh, uh, pushing the wheel in the modern era. And right. That's why I thought, oh, that's why the three years later thing works. Oh, oh yeah, that's weird. Because when he pushes the wheel, I think that's in the 70s. Because so, everyone else just gets stuck there. So but, if he's pushing the wheel in the 70s, isn't he pushing it before Ben knocked it off track? Yeah. Unless that room, for some reason, is just untouched by time. Or no, it's on yeah. its own kind of dimensional thing. Yeah. Which is never explained. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Also, it, it transports him through time and space. Because right. It, it moves him from the 70s to modern time, right? Yeah. Like, and not even his modern time. Three years past the last time that he was there. So maybe when he pops up in Tunisia, maybe he's the connection, the connecting point. When Locke, when Locke yeah. hits modern times, that's when uh, the memory wave hits uh, Desmond. So it's yeah, uh, okay. I like the way you said yeah. wave because maybe it, it's like a rippling effect yeah. where like Locke is entered back into modern day whatever, and okay. then whatever he brings brings that back yeah. for Desmond and only Desmond okay. because Desmond is special. Desmond yeah. is the only one who's uh, unable to be affected by time travel. Okay. Because time travel and electromagnetism are basically the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. <laughs> so wait, Kate... Uh, well, I don't know. Flipping back, Kate is ordered to give blood to yeah. a lawyer. I didn't... I guess that works in theory. I didn't know that was a thing. Like, I mean, I, I guess so. Like, the so the court of law, the courts can just request your body fluid? And they're just like, hey, we need a blood sample. Can they do that with, like, other body fluids or anything else of your person? No, I think maybe just, like, blood or something for DNA purposes. I am, I am not a lawyer. Right. I want to make sure that that's on the record. <laughs> right. However, uh, I think that that's something where in order to get that order from the judge, they would have had to have tried to get in touch with Kate before, uh. Uh, they, uh, before that happened. Again, I'm not a lawyer. Mm -hmm. Things might work differently than uh, what I would expect, especially because in addition to not being a lawyer, mm -hmm. I'm especially not a lawyer about family law. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. like if there if there's a field of law that I'm less a lawyer at, that would be family law. <laughs> I see. You mostly do uh, uh, entertainment law. No, uh, my... My general expertise in the field of not being a lawyer yeah. would be uh, real property and business. Oh, huh. I see. Real property and business. Or pirate law. That's what I was trying to get to. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely uh, not about that pirate law. <laughs> yeah. Like, pirate law states that if you leave an island with somebody else's kid, you just keep it. Yeah. yeah. Pirate law states information should be free. <laughs> <laughs> We get a shirtless Sawyer this entire episode mm -hmm. for the premiere. Yeah. I just love that he just yells at uh, Faraday, give me your shirt. <laughs> like, I'm just bully. like, oh, man, are we just going to watch Faraday get bullied by Sawyer? Yeah, welcome, on? welcome to Lost High. Yeah. <laughs> give me your shirt, new fish. <laughs> I, know, I know that was done on purpose. Yeah, and that's fine. It's, it's fun. But, like, it, it just seems great. Like, uh... For, I guess, Lindelof and Cuse and whoever that just saw like, hey, hey, yo, um, Josh, can we just make you shirtless this entire <laughs> episode? And costume department's like, shoots, I'm on board. Just yeah. a pair of jeans, no shoes, no shirt, no service. Right. Good. Let's do it. I think the, because uh, it was the uh, season premiere that they put all this stuff in there. So they're going over budget and they're like, you know what? We don't have the money in the wardrobe budget. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. Everybody we to can't have a afford shirt. a shirt. For <laughs> I think we know this story. This show has like a historical problem with like sh putting shoes on its extras. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. He didn't have shoes either. <laughs> Wasn't he wearing slippers? No. He had nothing. I know he had nothing in the next episode where uh, he ends up, like, getting uh, Impaled a branch it. or something yeah. in his foot. Oh, yeah. But I, f I, f I feel like I thought I saw slippers on him in I this think episode. That, that, I think that was a blooper. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> they meant to cut that out. They uh. couldn't edit around it. Like <laughs> the he slippers was... disappeared when they were time traveling. <laughs> <laughs> he ended up kicking those off while they were walking yeah. through the jungle. Oh, but yeah, like we we get him asking. Well, we have him like getting Frogert shirt. 
So he, yeah. he wears most. He wears like Frogert shirt for most of the season. Yeah. So Frogert is right there with us for the entirety <laughs> of the season, Even. all the way up until he gets into the seventies and he decides this is where I'm going to live now. Yeah. yeah, and then so does that Frogert shirt exist in the seventies? Can we clone Frogert from <laughs> whatever skin flakes and eyelashes he left on the shirt before he died? I don't think they had cloning technology in the seventies. No. Fuck me, man. Well, I mean, yeah, the Dharma Initiative might have some. <laughs> Yeah, they're like already doing experiments in time travel. He probably just held up a magnet and a battery <laughs> at the shirt and was like, well, it looks like uh, electromagnetism can't do cloning. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on to the next experiment. Yeah. We are the Dharma Initiative. <laughs> we, we we know experiments. That's even like how TBS is like, we know comedy yeah. or whatever. Mm, that's, that's the Dharma Initiative. <laughs> yeah, it's their tagline. No, uh, TNT knows drama. TBS is very funny. Oh, yeah. that's right. I get that mixed up every time I think about it. I get it mixed up every single time. So Dharma Initiative, what would their whole thing be? So, so does that mean that you think TNT is weird drama? <laughs> TNT, super drama, yeah. guys. TNT, the Hawaii Comedians Facebook Because <laughs> <laughs> it's explosive. Explosive with drama. <laughs> so much explosive drama, you guys. Oh, so uh, going back real quick to the whole lawyer thing, mm-hmm. there's uh, Ben Linus's lawyer there asking for the blood sample, and then there's lawyer number two standing behind him. Is that his official credit? Uh, I don't know what his official credit is, because he doesn't have a line, so I don't even know if he gets a credit. Yeah, yeah, that was very strange. Yeah, he's it's... just like mean mugging the whole time. Yeah, I guess like somebody saw, they, like, they wrote it, and they're like, this doesn't look very intimidating. Yeah. We're supposed to like create this situation that makes Kate go, I need to get out of here. Yeah. And like one single guy asking for a blood sample in a suit is probably like, I don't know. But maybe two single guys in yeah, a suit. That's more intimidating. <laughs> one just me mugging the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's like that guy is just like, oh, this is my associate. It's like, oh, this is your criminal associate? No. <laughs> He's my associate. He's a first year. All right. He just got out of law school. We've accepted him. He's waiting to pass the bar, but he's just shadowing me while he's waiting. <laughs> is this is this a common thing that happens with the lawyers? Do they make their own house calls? This guy is all over the yeah. all over the map. Like he's he's making house calls to like motels. He's going to meet people in parking garages. I, I think that this dude is one of those uh, super mobile guys where he's just like oh, I, I can't be tied down by an office. <laughs> by can't be tied down, I mean cannot afford. Uh, he's, a, he's a rambler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He is a, yeah, he's a rambler. The rambling lawyer. Uh, It's just him. That'd be a business card. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's just like every time he pulls up next to you in some like abandoned parking lot, you just hear that song, Born a Rambling Man or whatever. (laughs) Like, why do you play that every time? Like, I have that on loop all the time. I'm the rambling lawyer. I pigeonholed myself to this title. That's my theme song. (laughs) Lord, I was born a rambling lawyer. (laughs) He's like, I, in reality, that guy hates that song, but he's committed so hard to that bit that he has to just keep listening to it, even maybe, when he's alone. Maybe maybe it's something that he thought was funny when he first did it, <laughs> but then he bought the business cards and he's like, oh, I guess I have to live with this now. There's like a thousand of these in the box. I gotta. I am the rambling life. lawyer. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do here? Take my card. <laughs> if you don't take my card, I'm going to slip it under your door anyway. It, it, that's another thing, too. This lawyer had a very strong, aggressive energy. Yeah. Right? Like, he's just all like, can we come in? And she's like, what? No. I don't know you. <laughs> it's because you come here wearing a suit with, like, a first-year associate that hasn't even passed the bar yet. No. I like how I've already given that guy an origin story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like, what is his name? I don't know. I gave him an origin story. Come on, you guys should pick up the slack here. <laughs> All right, his name is going to be Greg. We're yeah. just going to call him Greg, Greg for the rest of the Lowenstein. series. Greg Lowenstein. <laughs> Greg Lowenstein, first-year associate. Greg Lowenstein. He's having a little bit of trouble passing the bar, but he's cramming this time. <laughs> that sounds like, a, that sounds like a, a tagline you'd see on the poster for that guy if he had his own <laughs> film. He's having a hard time right now, but he's going to make it, and it's just him standing behind that lawyer. <laughs> They didn't even bother. There's to like, just like a little arrow pointing towards him. Yeah, yeah. Like, they didn't even bother to, like, give him his own poster. They're just like, we're just going to take the scene that you already shot. And we're going to, like, put that and yeah. make that the poster. From, from another show. <laughs> so is this going to end up being uh, one of your photoshops, David? Oh, if I got time, yes. <laughs> uh, we see Locke see a plane crash happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. beach crash. What do you think that is, Chad? The plane crashing? That small plane. 
think it's a small plane. <laughs> is there anything odd or strange about it? Uh, like, we haven't seen anything with that plane after this, right? Yeah, I mean, technically, I think in the... No, I feel, I feel like we've seen a small plane, like, people on a plane before. Hmm. What do you make of uh, the... I don't remember what it was in reference to or who it was, but I feel like I've seen people on a plane on this show. That small? Yeah. What do you make of the um, of the little statuette of Mother Teresa that he finds in the, in the grass and then later in the plane? Oh, uh, that's because Jesus was on the plane. <laughs> Jesus dead now. Yeah. Jesus be dead, you guys. Yeah. Jesus, uh, Jesus dead, y'all. Like, who who is the statue of? Because you said Mother Teresa. Yeah. Was it Mother Teresa? It's no. The Virgin Mary. I am 100% sure that was not <laughs> oh, Mother fuck. Teresa. That's right. It is the Virgin, it is the Virgin Mary. <laughs> Mother I, Teresa is the nice old lady who lived in India for a while. Oh, my yeah. God, you guys. <laughs> Somebody doesn't know their Catholicism. <laughs> it's very strange for having a very Spanish last name. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, I meant to Wait, say. Wait, what, what's Mother Teresa's last name? Oh, no, I'm just saying because there's a lot of people of Spanish descent that are you know, usually Catholic. My dad's, oh, okay. a, my dad's yeah. a Catholic. Your last name is the Hispanic name. My last name is the Hispanic name. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. <sighs> Guys, <laughs> I'm, I'm having a hard time with my Spanish jokes tonight. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's, it's goddamn... Lo siento. <laughs> the Virgin Mary. Goddamn it. Fucking Mother Teresa. Yeah. I think I just associated with like a mother figure. I was like, that's a feminine <laughs> yeah, statue. That, that's a lady and it's Catholic. Mother something. <laughs> uh, that's what you call Catholic ladies, right? Yeah, yeah they're all called mothers. Even the single ones. The ones in the in the uh, Catholic schoolgirl uniforms. Mm-hmm. Those are mothers as well. So next time we're hanging out at uh, a Catholic girls school, just call everybody mother. <laughs> Especially the students. Yeah. Totally not creepy. Everybody would totally be down for that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, we can't really speak on that. Maybe the plane on the plane just yet, yeah, right? Just uh, but but keep that in mind. <laughs> that's it, that, that's like the biggest asshole move I could yeah. pull on this podcast. Like, did you notice the amount of holes in the wall? Like, no, AJ, we didn't because it has five. <laughs> but but yeah, that stuff all comes back. You know what? I even wrote it down in my, in my fucking notes. It says St. Mother Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say anything about the Virgin Mary. <laughs> I was so ready to accept in my mind that it was it was Mother Teresa. Yeah. Well, some people think she's uh, the Virgin Mary reincarnated. And yeah. those people are, are mixing a lot of religions. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Fucking Mother Teresa. <laughs> you fucked me up, lady. Yeah. But uh, Locke, he sees the, the, the Beechcraft crash... And goes after it, and he finds the the Bridge of Mary statue, and he sees the the plane up up on the cliff, and starts climbing up the roots. He gets shot in the leg by Ethan, who I have not met yet. You saw him in a uh, Flash Sideways as a minor character. Mm-hmm. He was a doctor or something, yeah. right? Yeah, they must really like they must really like that guy or that actor or something because mm-hmm. he keeps coming back. <laughs> and and like we get the sense that he's oh, seen him as a baby. Yeah. Oh, we see him as babies. Yeah. That's uh. It's Horace and what's her face's baby. Right. Horace and um and Oh yeah, that's right. The sonar when, fence lady. When they yeah. said gonna name him Ethan. Yeah. And, and they then they had in. that long pause. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, fuck does that mean? That's <laughs> <laughs> little baby Ethan that shot Locke. Good old baby Ethan shooting up locks. <laughs> that's how he Huh. That, that's interesting that that's that baby because that dude looked way older than Charlotte. Oh yeah. yeah. And Charlotte was oh, yeah. older than Ethan in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. So she was older than Ethan, and also older. She's the oldest out of all the people that we know that were children on the island. Yeah, there's, uh, Miles also Baby looks Miles. way older than her. Yeah, and uh, the the, the uh, Faraday, um, Eloise is just pregnant with him. Yeah, I think at that point. Uh, oh, she, yeah. She looks about the same age as Faraday. Yeah, but she's like eight years older than them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, that's what they say I, about English people. That English, yeah, English gingers don't crack. don't crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. That's that's something that I'm willing to just believe. <laughs> I do like yeah. that uh, he didn't. Uh, that uh, Sawyer didn't even bother trying to come up with a good nickname <laughs> for Charlotte. He just said, "You're gonna get one too, Ginger." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just all like, he was probably tired. He was not. Didn't even have a shirt oh, on. Oh, he was hella cranky. Yeah, yeah. This whole episode. He was like flashing through time, totally unaware of what was happening. 
And you just went like, everybody's getting popped in the face. Everybody. I just want a shirt and a beer. <laughs> too much to ask yeah. for. Dharma's got it all. They got shirts and beers. I'll oh. settle for a beer this episode. Let me through the door. I want a beer. <laughs> what if that's foreshadowing for later on the, the season when he joins the Dharma Initiative? So yeah. that he can get a shirt and some beer. Yeah. <laughs> he does get a lot of shirt and beer yeah. like, after he joins him in the 70s. There's that uh, episode that we saw. I think it might have been the last one where he does find their camp on the beach. Oh, yeah. And then he's looking for the beer. <laughs> it's all empty beer cans. <laughs> yeah. I have another name for it. Uh, physicist Dan Faraday on yeah. this episode. I call him Analogies Dan. <laughs> he's just brimming with analogies. Uh, by brimming, I mean he had like two. <laughs> yeah. One was like he said that, uh, I guess he was trying to relate it. He was trying to, trying to relate the situation to Sawyer, who was just not having it. Um, and I guess Sawyer is supposed to pose as our audience surrogate for time travel explanation. Or it's just basically saying, yeah, you can imagine it as a record skipping. And that's what Which we was the second best analogy that he made. Right. Uh, the first best? The best analogy was he's like, imagine if I was trying to explain this to a quantum physicist. <laughs> that would be way more difficult than explaining it to you. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. And that's that's kind of not true. Because mm-hmm. like the idea of being... Uh, someone in that field, like a scientist or a physicist or whatever, like you have to, like, I'm sure, you know, I take that back. I guess they're pretty used to, to thinking in these convoluted terms, but right. like maybe from an educator standpoint, and he was a professor at Oxford. Yeah. Like you're right. The idea of being an educator is to take these complex ideas and then, you know, and then make them more palatable and digestible for people, which is your job. Like you're an educator. You yeah. can't. That's what you're supposed to do. But right. well, you Generally speaking, it, it's targeted yeah. at certain things. Yeah. And also, that's the problem with a lot of people that are really, really, really smart. Mm. Is that they don't know how to dumb down what they're talking exactly. about. Yeah. Because they assume that people know certain things without actually like checking first. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But, Whereas uh, Faraday apparently just assumes that uh, everyone is dumb. Yeah. yeah, he pretty much does. Like he doesn't <laughs> So even... maybe he's a fantastic professor. Because he just uh, thinks all of his students were stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and he needed to baby step them through everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, it would have been great if he was just being kind of a jerk <laughs> all the time. Yeah, like, do I have to explain this to you, really? Because I'm not going to. Keep it moving. <laughs> Let's just keep it going. Like, yeah. But he has that record skip thing. He has that, if I had to explain this to another physicist thing. And then he also says to Sawyer, it's like moving on a street. You can move up the street and down the street, but you can't create a new street. That's, yeah. what, that's what their situation is. You can't create a new street except when you activate a hydrogen bomb <laughs> and create not just a new street, but uh, a sideways street uh-huh. that yeah. intersects the other street. Right. Yeah, this is all theoretical because none of this is practical. Nobody's ever fucking traveled through time. Yeah. So Daniel, I think, is speaking a little prematurely. But that's... Are you sure he's never traveled through time? Oh, oh no. He actually has, right? Like yeah, really? um, when they find him, before he jumps on the freighter to go to the island, there's a scene of him sitting, crying, staring at oh, the news. Yeah. Like watching that fake plane under the ocean or whatever. Yeah, where he's already like, uh, his brain's already fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Was his brain fucked up because of the island at that point? Because he hasn't been... Because he was conceived on the island, we're guessing, right? Right. No, but he, he wasn't... He was still smart when he was a little kid. Yeah. And he was also smart when he graduated from college. Then he gets all weird and fucked up and dumb right when... After the plane crashes. Yeah. yeah also, he, he fries that girl's brain, too. Yeah, so right. chances are he fried mm. both of their brains together mm. trying to brain travel through time. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that, that starts to... But that might also be the reason why he thinks that you can't affect anything is mm. because he'd never actually traveled through time uh, with his body. Mm. Like, he'd only ever, like, bounced around his brain. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, you can watch... It's like watching a movie, right? Yeah. Or you can kind of see through whatever thing. But it was weird, because they're popping around through time. is just they're still in their corporal body. It mm. was just their mind was essentially, like, 
reliving the thing that happened. So it was like a memory, but they were responding and reacting to it like it was real time. That's why, like, yeah. you know, we see that with Charlotte. Like, they even kind of hint at it with this woman that's in the um, bed. I think her name was Teresa. Could be wrong. I don't know. Something Mother like Teresa? Mother yeah, you Teresa. got Teresa on the brain I, today. All night, guys. I want to go home <laughs> and just keep saying the word Teresa. call your wife Teresa. Yeah. Guys, if you guys are wondering, my wife's name is Teresa. <laughs> it is not. It is not. <laughs> your wife, Lika, has been on the show before. That's right. She has been. And I often refer to her as <laughs> Teresa. She gets pretty upset about it. <laughs> And then eventually she's like, all right, it's fine. It works. Yeah. Analogies, Dan. <laughs> Analogies, Dan. <laughs> we also see that scene with Richard and Locke. And that's something that we already talked about. Mm. He kind of flashes back. Yeah, that's the multiple Locke scene, right? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So we see, we know the events that lead up to that already. It's just kind of interesting. I guess it almost seems like they're still trying to like backport some of that stuff. Like where Richard says, you told me to come find you or whatever. But it like that happened just seconds ago. For Richard. Yeah. But it, it almost seemed like he was like, yeah, you told me at a different point in yeah. time, which is true, but it seems very, very close. Yeah. Yeah, it's so where he couldn't just be like, oh, yeah, you, you told me literally two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, why would he say there. that? <laughs> he yeah, could. you told me from over there yeah. where you are right now. <laughs> <laughs> you could go and see you if you wanted yeah. to. It's going to take you getting up on that bullet shot leg. <laughs> Is there a thing, is there, is there anything we can surmise about John Locke? Was the, the real John Locke, the philosopher, the one that, um, that, that Nick was mentioning previously on the podcast, mm. that person, did that philosopher have any kind of issue with his leg or legs? I don't know, but this one does. Yeah, he got shot in the leg. He breaks his leg. Yeah. And, like, there's a bone sticking out. So he's gunshot and there's a broken, like, he's, he's broke his leg and got shot in the leg. I'm and been crippled. Yeah, and he's, he's in the sideways reality. Oh, yeah. okay. So maybe it's that. Maybe the show was trying to put on those layers of like. Well, yeah. I don't know whether or not John John Locke, uh, the philosopher, could walk easily. Mm. I just know that John Locke, the character on the show, had at least one point where uh, his uh, handicapped fan lever just dumped him <laughs> on the grass. <laughs> yeah, the sprinkler shot mm-hmm. all over him. So Nick Murray, if you're listening to this, please hit up the podcast and explain. Yeah. Tweet us up. Tweet yeah. us up if there's I mean, some kind of issue with John Locke's leg. We could yeah. Google, we could Google search it. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this right now. It's like you know his, his legs. We don't know how well they work, but we do know that we remember John Locke as a philosopher and not as a marathon runner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, we don't think of John Locke the hundred meter sprinter. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We weren't thinking about like John Locke the uh, the casual walker, the casual, the guy that enjoys a casual stroll. Yeah. No, he's not. A, he's not participating in the Ironman of whatever time period he was from. <laughs> what, what what is the time period for that for the philosopher John? Uh, I believe early. it was the sixteen hundreds. Yeah, sixteen or seventeens. Definitely pre pre America, but yeah. like not like too much. I see. Like, he, he wasn't, like, Greek times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 17th or 18th century. Yeah. Well, there you go for John Locke. Yeah. Uh, someone uh, tweeted at us a uh, link to the John Locke Wikipedia page and win a prize. <laughs> <laughs> Please, tweet at us. We also see John. We already know that uh, Faraday talks to Desmond, tells him to go find his mother, tells him to go to Oxford. But He's like, the... not real good at delivering <laughs> no, messages. No, yeah, he... He rambled on for a bunch of crap before. Yeah, yeah. He, he could have made things so much easier. It's almost as if he was stalling <laughs> and trying not to have to mention his mother's no. name. For dramatic effect or a dramatic mm. effect? <laughs> Why would it be yeah, a dramatic? <laughs> the theme of me talking to you very slowly. I, I know it's part of the dialogue that was written for him. But I feel like it's almost like an actor's choice too, because the mm-hmm. guy that's portraying Daniel is very like very slow. And he speaks deliberately. Right. Yeah. Right. That's I guess that's fine. But he also seems kind of strange. It's also fine knowing that both your parents have, you know, English accents. Yeah. You went to Oxford. Yeah. <laughs> very American accent. I guess he was probably raised in America, I guess. So who knows? Oh, well we find what's her face? Um, Eloise in LA at one point, yeah. right? Like but how how is he speaking with an American accent? Yeah, who cares? Well, I think well, just because your parents have an accent doesn't necessarily mean that you have one. That's true, but that would mean he would have to been like shipped off to like boarding school or something, right? Knowing what you know about Eloise, yeah, yeah. does that really sound out of the question? Yeah, it's yeah. not. But like, is is that where kids are sending their? Is that where people are sending their kids to get the best education? American, American, American boarding, boarding school. school. Like, do you not know anyone with immigrant parents? I do, but like, it's strange because both is. 
parents are British, and he... he I know people French? with both immigrant parents, and they still speak English fine. I get it, but, like, he, like, graduated like, That's what happens when you Oxford. live in America. Yeah. He graduated from Oxford in college. That's true. Okay, well, we don't know what his childhood yeah. is. Yeah. You see him playing that piano. He might piano. have lived in yeah. America. Yeah, because here's the thing, though. Like, he can he can grown up in America with an American accent because his mother probably wasn't talking to him a whole bunch. <laughs> but to be... 18 and living in England for a couple of years, you're going to pick up an English accent just to be uh, one of those people. Is that a thing? You know I mean? Maybe uh, in England they react the same way that uh, our women do to English accents. <laughs> where they're just like, oh, that's really sexy. Yeah. If anybody can confirm it. this, please do tweet at us and let us know. <laughs> If any and of and our also British remember, listeners. this was like uh, this is pre-war on terror, so yeah. we're still like a respected country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I, I get, I get what you, what you mean. Uh, the whole parents, mm-hmm. uh, the parentage thing. It's also, like, I don't think he was eighteen when he went to Oxford. No, either. I think he was like sixteen or yeah. something. Yeah. Oh, that's right, because he graduated early, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he was a genius, a genius. So like he was like the youngest person to graduate from Oxford. Or yeah, something, he said said? something like that. Okay. Daniel Faraday, yeah. which is strange. Charles Wigmore is his father, and Eloise Hawking is his mother. Uh-huh. How do we land on Faraday? Or does that even matter <laughs> at this point? It doesn't. Yeah, uh, we just know that these are names. She, we they cut it out of the, the the Faraday episode, but she got remarried at some point to, to an American. Yeah, to, to a uh, cage. <laughs> to who? To a cage that protected her from uh, yeah. electromagnetic radiation. Yeah, for, uh, protection against EMPs. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Like maybe, uh, maybe someone uh, like a forebearer before Nicholas Cage. What if somebody <laughs> in his line of dissension? Oh no, no, his first name was Cage. It was Cage Faraday. Cage Faraday. <laughs> <laughs> Every uh, time that uh, they took role, they're just like Faraday Cage. Yeah, Faraday yeah. Cage. <laughs> And it's just it's just him going like yeah that's me. yeah that's can't me. wait to name I'm, my son I'm Daniel. I'm here to protect you <laughs> from EMPs. Hey man, if you guys have any problems with EMPs, don't worry. Cage Faraday is here to put the stop to that. Put a stop to all that. Cage Faraday movie. does sound like a pretty badass. Name. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the main character of a very popular uh, like YA a really book. popular like. Uh, B movie action yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Like you could, uh, I can honestly see a uh, Jean Claude Van Damme as Cage Faraday <laughs> this summer. Cage Faraday is what is what is a good like tagline for that fucking movie? <laughs> Cage Faraday is unleashed. Cage Faraday is a wave of never mind. <laughs> Cage Faraday, he protects your electronics, <laughs> but not you. I don't know. That's that's like Jean Claude Van Damme pointing a gun at the. Uh, the viewer of the poster yeah. and then holding up like a really small <laughs> or just an actual small model of a Faraday cage. Yeah. <laughs> let's put this, let's get this on, let's make this as on the nose as we can, you guys. <laughs> All right, so uh, Easter egg corner, real quick. A lot of them in this episode. Uh, first shot is a uh, alarm clock 815. Yeah, 815. And then, yeah, we have talked about Marvin Candle. We see the donkey wheel in the sonar uh, picture of that room under the. Uh, under the orchid, you see the Beechcraft, the Virgin Mary stuff. Oh, the airport where uh, Sun gets uh, abducted? I don't know. Detained? Mm. That's uh, the Hawaii Convention Center, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't even notice uh, that. Yeah, I didn't pick up on it's it. It's like in that big lobby area. Oh, okay, okay. And then uh, we also see Rainbow Drive-In. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Place. That was yeah. still called Rainbow yeah. Drive-In. <laughs> they did not do anything to change the name. They just they put an extra sign on there saying we have crispy, delicious chicken or something yeah. weird. They put uh, an extra sign on it. I said, uh, uh, we love L.A. <laughs> oh, man, L.A. is the best. Yeah. Like That was another sign. L.A., home of rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> the L.A. state. <laughs> uh, the L.A. Ha state. <laughs> <laughs> the L.A. warriors. <laughs> The uh, in the Golden State. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's not where Golden State Warriors are from. <laughs> but they're Bay Area, I believe. I think like, so. But it's State, still California. The Golden State Warriors versus the Rainbow Warriors. That seems that seems like a fun matchup, word wise. Oh, uh, right. terrible. He, he, here's a question, though: Are the Golden State Warriors playing the Rainbow Warriors at basketball <laughs> or football? And also. Are they playing the basketball team? These <laughs> these questions you can forward to my lawyer, who specializes in family law. Your lawyer is uh, Chad. 
<laughs> oh shit! Uh, okay, so it's 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 pretty much uh, it's a conflict of interest. It is a conflict of interest. I'm also, sorry. also not a lawyer. <laughs> uh, I'm most definitely not your lawyer, but just generally speaking, I'm not a lawyer. Wait, so Garden State versus Rainbow whatever. Wait, um, the Garden State Warriors? Wait, holy shit. <laughs> are, the Garden are the State Jersey? Warriors. Are they just like guys who really like that one movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's just guys that are really into Zach Braff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, they, they formed a, a team and somehow made it to, uh, made it a franchise team. <laughs> Garden State Warriors really sounds like some sort of hipster basketball team. <laughs> I bet that's out there. I bet. It sounds almost like the if worst. If not, David, sketch idea. Okay. Sketch idea, Dave. Let's do this. It's a garage band yeah. <laughs> that's really into the movie. It's, it's, a, it's a basketball team. Oh, just, shit. Uh, oh, it's a garage band that dresses up like an old school basketball team with like <laughs> the high shorts. I, I the, want the, that so much bands, to be true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have that and then also all their music is about that movie with Zach Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Every song, but like it, the lyrical content is all about the plot of that movie. <laughs> I actually kind of want to be in this band. <laughs> like, I want to make this a real band. I want to be the Tom Hanks to the wonders of this band. Like, I want to, I want to see that band do the thing it does. Yeah. Shout out to that thing you do in minutes. <laughs> yo, yo, I would love to be on that. Baby. I would totally be on that. Is someone already <laughs> doing that one? Yeah. God what? damn it. Oh. But oh. Uh, we can contact them and see if you can be a guest. <laughs> I'll just listen. Okay. <laughs> Everybody should listen. I, I was just thinking, like, oh, that that's what David's going to do next. <laughs> Once uh, uh, Dirty Work Minute is over, shout out Dirty Work Minute. Minute. Shout out to Dirty Work Minute. I don't know. Oh, man. God damn it. What could you do? What, well, you know what? By the time that the, <laughs> this episode comes out, do you know who your guest is going to be that week? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh well, we still have uh, dibs in what? Garden State Minute? <laughs> Let's do yeah, that. Yeah, we can probably get Garden State Minute. We can get Garden State Minute. Uh, yeah, or Wish be, You uh... Were Here Minute. We'll do some Zach Braff movie, right? <laughs> as long as it's got Zach Braff in it. Like, no, we'll... <laughs> If we want to watch weird hipster movies, can we, can we do 500 Summers of Minute? or 500 <laughs> yes. Minutes of Summer? Hell yeah. <laughs> 500 Minutes of Summer? Ooh, I like that idea. I love that idea. I have never seen that movie. Me neither. Neither have I. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that'll perfect. be a fun experience. <laughs> yeah. No. Experience like we're gonna here. have zero insight for the first like 90, 90 episodes. <laughs> yeah. Like we have the cursory knowledge of what it's what it what, who's in it, right? It's like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes. And, and Zoe, Zoe Deschanel. Deschanel. Yeah. That's all I know. That's all I know. I I know that Zoe Deschanel is a manic pixie dream girl, ah. and that uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt he, he falls in love more with the idea of her than her. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think my wife said she's seen that movie and was explaining the plot to me, but I just kept on calling her Teresa the whole time. <laughs> she got upset and decided not to finish the uh, the plot description. So you only got the first ten minutes of plot before only you first went ten to minutes. work, guys. I think I think we know what my next podcast is going to be. AJ watches the first ten minutes of something. <laughs> it's just that's the whole podcast. Then goes to work. And then goes to work. It's just me watching, like, the presidential debates. You know know what it should be? You should watch the first 10 minutes of something, and on your way to work, uh, have a recorder in your car where you talk about what the rest of the movie is about. Oh, like something I I would just imagine what the rest of the movie is? Oh, man. Oh, that'll be great. Okay. Yeah. Writing that down. Write that down. Start doing that. But um... After the first 10 minutes with AJ. (laughs) After the first 10 with AJ. Wait, that sounds weird. <laughs> well, you're, the show's not called After the First Ten with AJ. It's just After the First Ten. Yeah, that that's perfect. And then... <laughs> that's perfect. All right, there we go. Guys, this really is a How the, how the Sausage is Made episode. <laughs> I was about to say How the Mushrooms are Made. That's a, that's I thought you were going to say How the Mustache was made. <laughs> how the Mustache won the Wild West. Wait, what? Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to look up the uh, name of the next episode. The uh, the finale of season four is a three parter. Oh yeah! Wow. Yeah, it's it's very strange. Like, That's the, really long. The finale. Oh, go ahead, Dave. Three hours of ugh. yeah. It's called "There's No Place Like Home." Parts two and three are the thirteenth and fourteenth episodes. Season four must have been like when they were riding high, right? It was yes. was because like they had a two hour. That wasn't like the strike what episode. Was that? Season three, I think, was a strike okay. season because season three has this episode. 
Because well, it has a bunch of stuff. But. Thirteen and fourteen—that makes it sound like this is a shorter season. Yeah, I think this is. I think this is right after the uh, the writers' strike. They're just like, so oh yeah, no, we can totally write, yeah. but we just our writers were only given half the time. Yeah, well, this episode, the one that we watched tonight, because you left the season premiere, season five originally aired January twenty first, two thousand nine. So I guess that carried them into June. Is yeah. that standard season? Is that not from September to June? The standard one is, yeah, but like they have the half ones that start after Christmas or whatever. I see. Yeah, I think that's what they did. They did like a half season of the show yeah. um, for seasons five and six, right? Because six, I guess only... four too. That's super short. Thirteen. Thirteen. That's right. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that's right. There's four that had thirteen, and I think because I a feel half like season. six, there was like nineteen or twenty. That sounds closer to being right. That sounds about, yeah, that sounds accurate. Season three was like, I don't know if it was the shortest, but I know it was pretty short because of that writer's strike. But I believe at the time, people were able to engage with it and react to it before they could like pump out more episodes. So then the mm-hmm. writers are like, oh, this is great because we're getting feedback. And then they can kind of gear the show. Whereas like, you know, in a normal season free of a writer's strike, they can kind of just, they would have to just have an outline of what they want the season to be and then just go according to that. Well, yeah. I think this one, they could kind of like switch up and then change course mid-season because they had that extended break yeah but i was 18 in season six yeah okay and then that puts that's about how many there were for season five too i think yeah i think the last few seasons i guess were just half seasons weird yeah no 18's not like a half season like a full season is supposed to be like between 20 and 24 i think oh yeah right yeah half season is like 12 yeah 18 is like it's like one three quarters of a season yeah yeah three quarters I bet you it was one of those things where, like, um, maybe that's the season they took off for holidays. Because they used to do that for TV shows back mm-hmm. when they, like, yeah. there's, like, any kind of major holiday coming up, they, they just wouldn't air that week or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if it was, like, some kind of union rules within Hollywood. I feel like a lot of times it's because people are on vacation, so they don't watch as much TV. That like, their regular sense. scheduled TV stuff, so they... I do, I do the exact opposite. And when I'm on yeah. vacation, I watch more TV. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I think that's how we all interact. Well, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I think that's how I interact with like stuff now. Because everything's so bingeable. Like you have Netflix, yeah. Hulu, and you can just watch full seasons of shit. And I don't think this is where we were back in 09. Like there's some of it. Like Netflix was a thing, but I think they're still doing like discs. Yeah, yeah, it was still physical media. Yeah. So like I think back in this time, it was a little different. Whereas now, like our, our whole interaction with this part of the culture is just is so much more immediate so mm-hmm. you can kind of just fucking watch and do whatever you want yeah. you know from beginning to end with no stops whereas this one like it kind of forced you to be a little bit more you know to hang hang back for a bit and like oh we're not doing an episode this week because everybody's off for you know christmas vacation yeah, yeah so it's very interesting we'll see you next year <laughs> yeah go spend time with your family and stop watching so much tv go and learn more about the differences between mother Teresa and the virgin mary <laughs> As if there are any. Asia <laughs> doesn't know them. I don't. And you, I really and you're our, our senior religious expert on the show. That just discredited me big time. <laughs> Everybody's going to like, this guy usually has a lot of points to make about religion. I don't know if I want to go with him if he doesn't know the difference between Mother <laughs> Teresa and the Virgin Mary. <laughs> and to that I say, guys, come on, give me a break. Yeah. I have blind spots too. Like nobody knows everything about everything. <laughs> So, uh, Chad, as we close up the show, uh, what is uh, There's No Place Like Home Parts 2 and 3 about? Uh, we're going to watch Parts 2 and 3? No, we're just going to watch Part 3. <laughs> okay. Oh, is Part 1 called something different? I assume it's called the same. Like, this is very confusing. Yeah. We'll get to that in two weeks. Okay. In any case, There's No Place Like Home, the last one, is going to be what happens after the boat blows up. Before they're saved by a total other boat. Oh right, the little zodiac that Faraday uh, was driving, right? Is is that how they got saved from? Uh, That's the... just the boat that I saw in this episode. Okay, no, because I was thinking like, okay, so they escaped the island on a helicopter, and then Sawyer jumps off because he's like, oh, there's not enough fuel to get to the freighter, and then when they get to the freighter, then the freighter blows up. So they eventually end up on another boat where they discuss what they're going to tell people. Oh, that boat. Okay. So it's in between the freighter and that boat. In between the freighter and we should lie to them, guys. Okay. Yeah. That sounds about right. It's them like getting saved from the ocean, I guess. Yeah. Getting onto the uh, the searcher, I believe is the name of that boat. That's right. The Uh, searcher. Oh, that's a little on the nose, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They just are like, you know what? We're tired of people reading into everything. 
We just want one thing that's just pretty much exactly what it, what it says yeah. on the tin. <laughs> oh, stop theorizing about that, guys. Or have extra theories. That's cool. perfect. Yeah. You guys plugs? Yeah, plugs. Plugs. Where can we find you at, Chad? Uh, as always, look up my website, negative1.net. That's negative one, all spelled out. What about you, AJ? You can find me over at anemus003. Uh, if, if that's a lot of numbers and letters for you, come and find me through our uh, Twitter for this podcast at WhatBroPod on Twitter. Yeah, and we're also on Instagram. So if you, you want to see uh, that promo picture for that lawyer show, whenever I make that, that'll be on our Instagram. Boom. Boom. And also other pictures of things. So also, uh, what, what if someone wanted to see pictures of ice cream? If you want to see pictures of ice cream, follow me on Twitter personally at DKJ Comedy, and you'll get a new picture of ice cream at least once a day. Four kiss. Wait, yeah. at least once? At least once. Guys, there have been days where you've had more than one picture of ice cream? Yes. Was, I'll just what be kind walking. of decadent lifestyle <laughs> do you live, sir? <laughs> sir, there are people in this world that wish they can have ice cream once a day. I know, and this is for them. So like, they can look at it and be like, oh man, look what I'm missing out on. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, everybody, uh, thank you for listening. And thank you for uh, sharing and talking about the show with your friends and getting them to listen because that's awesome that you guys do that. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening. Also, too, you know what? Where else are you going to go to get your Zach Graff, Mother Teresa ice cream fix but us? Yeah. Come back. And we are not going to have a hiatus in between seasons four and five. No. no. There's no summer for us. We live in Hawaii. Yeah. It's always summer. It's always summer. It's, it's, yes, it's always summer. So, uh, we'll see you guys next week for uh, the season finale of season four. There's no place like home. There's part no place like home. Part three. Yeah, that's, that's another episode in the can. You know what to do. Get lost. I thought was weird is when they call ladybugs ladybirds. That always confused me. That, Wait, I don't I, think anybody I, does that. I, I does don't nobody think those are the same thing. <laughs> are they not? What, am, am I just like conflating the two into a single thing? I think so. I, it's like spelled B Y R D. What is a ladybird? There's Ladybird Johnson. That was, that was uh, Lyndon B. Johnson's wife. And her name was Ladybird? Yeah. Huh. A ladybird, it turns out, is neither a lady nor a bird. Tell me it's a ladybug. Tell me it's a ladybug. <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking at Lockhart dictionaries. <laughs> it's B-Y-R-D, I think. I could be wrong. No, it's B-I-R-D. Oh, okay. All right, hold on. Let's clear up the transatlantic variation. First of all, the small domed beetles of the family Cochinellidae, such as featured in the image above, are usually known as ladybugs or lady beetles in North America and ladybirds in Britain. Oh! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Oxford English Dictionary's <laughs> first recorded use of the word ladybird is from a 1674 glossary of Southern English words. I think somebody... The author from... describes how the regional word bishop is the term for the little crowned beetle commonly fo- called the lady cow or ladybird. I think I think Britain is just getting bored up there. Like, well, in the 1600s, they're all like, this is a bird. <laughs> it's a ladybird, you guys. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like... it's also called a lady cow. <laughs> a lady cow. Yes. They didn't have the word bug back then. <laughs> they just thought bugs were small versions of regular animals. <laughs> this is a teeny tiny cow. <laughs> like, oh, how about this one? Baby cow. How about this one? Small cow. <laughs> like, what do you call that? <laughs> what do you call that creature there? Uh, I don't know. Sand yeah. crab cow. What, what's this thing that keeps flying around? We'll just call it a fly. <laughs> a flying cow, ain't it, goat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you call it for short? A fly. <laughs> I think that's going to catch on.